0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
3: Hello, and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is season 16, episode 13, one on one, part three.
2: Now we're getting to a naked gun level of sequels here where it's one on one, part three and a half series, plus the Super Bowl break week, plus anything else that we might be lacking in our lives.
3: The consensus seems to be we did not need three parts to this tell-all. So FYI, TLC, I know that people were begging for a tell-all this season. You delivered. But next time, just a little less. Do more in less.
2: Right. Pop up. Do more. Do less.
3: (laughs) But if they didn't have part
2: one be essentially a season 15 tell-all in its own entirety... This only technically counts as a two-part tell-all for season 16 footage.
3: I think this was a pitch to people who tuned into to the end of the season of season 16 to get them invested in what the story has been and where the family's at over the past two seasons so that they come back for season 17.
2: Well, that's not really what they did on the ending of this episode, but we'll talk about that <laughs> when we get there. It was not a very captivating, enthralling, informational ending to the episode, to say the least. <laughs>
3: Now I want to edit my episode description. (laughs) I want to give a nod to that ending, but we'll talk about it.
2: Yeah, hold on. So the the first part here, the TLC description for this one. In this final episode of one-on-one interviews, Cody and Christine share shocking news that will change the family dynamic forever as the other wives weigh in on how it affects their future. LOL at
3: the shocking news.
2: Yeah, in typical... Sister Wives fashion. The bombshell this season is something we've already known about for about six months. (laughs) Shocker.
3: All right, I have my rewrite. Are you prepared? This is the last rewrite of season 16.
2: Let's cherish it. Savor it.
3: Christine takes the easy way out of her 27-year-long marriage. Suki coaches Cody through some guided meditation. Janelle silences the remaining family group chat.
2: There it is, and there you have it. That's pretty much what's going on.
3: And if I could... Append something to the end. It would be Tony enters the bathroom and the screen cuts to black.
2: Don't stop believing.
3: (laughs) All right. We have some housekeeping to do before we jump into the episode. Number one, hope that you enjoyed our crossover with Reality Gaze. Just a reminder, in case you missed it, that was a two part crossover episode, which means you had to go over to Reality Gaze podcast first to listen to part one. So if you missed it, make sure you head over there because we talked sister-wise for at least an hour before we picked back up and chatted for the remaining hour on our feed.
2: And just a friendly reminder, that was the Super Bowl break week. There wasn't going to be an episode. There was nothing that aired new on TLC. We were just building up to this part three of the tell-all here. Surprise, surprise.
3: Another announcement to make sure that you are listening to seasons five and six on the public feed before they move over to Patreon, which is happening on March 1st. So listen your hearts out and then it's headed into the archives.
2: And if you just can't stop listening at that point there, go ahead and swing over to patreon.com slash surviving pod and sign up for access to all all of our archived episodes, our other bonus materials and recaps that we have available as well. Remember that every dollar that you pledge makes us just that much more successful than my sister wife's closet. And a huge thank you to all of our patrons, past, present, and future, except the basement wife tier, of course.
3: All right, we're almost there, I promise. The next thing to take note of We are taking a break next week before we jump into the season seven rewatch. So That means there will not be an episode next week, but we are cooking up something pretty special.
2: We're currently in talks. We're in the works. We're getting stuff scheduled for an interview, a special guest on the podcast, an
3: actual member
2: of the Brown family. You can speculate wildly on who you think it could be.
3: That's right. This may have been a major disappointment in terms of tell-alls, but we are going to be hosting our very own two-on-one special, if things go as planned.
2: Right, yeah, all things considered.
3: We'll give you a little clue. Let's just say it's one of Christine's children without a Y in their name.
2: Ooh, yeah, that's a very good clue. If you're playing Guess Who, (laughs) the Sister Wives version, that's going to eliminate a couple of names.
3: We want you to be part of the interview, which means... If you are one of our very special Patreon members, you have the opportunity to ask this Brown family member a question. I almost said his name. Oh, more spoilers. (laughs) Boy, Carly. (laughs) I had a little to drink.
2: You're giving it away. Oh, man. Well, hopefully, if it's still a secret by the end of the episode, we'll still be taking guesses, (laughs) too. But yeah, so stay tuned for that post in Patreon. Make sure you submit your questions that you want that you wish would have been asked on the tell-all, one of the three parts. But Carly and Corey, we're going to be running a little two-on-one special for you. The tell-all you wish you had, the tell-all you deserve.
3: And last but not least, we do have a voicemail from our legal wife, Jen.
0: This is Jen. I love you guys so much. Your podcast is amazing. I follow you on Twitter. Everything is great. Um, My question is regarding Robin, Robin Robin, um, I want to know why she is not supportive of, especially Janelle, Christine, and even Mary's like terrible relationship with Cody. Why she's okay with that? I thought that she was in it for the sister wife connection and all that crap. Um, but I want someone to ask her that question because will she answer honestly? Probably not. But just wondering. Anyways, have a great day. Love you guys. Bye.
2: Thank you for that wonderful question, Jen. Apologies on the delay getting this into the episode here. I know this has been cooking for a little while. We feel like this episode actually ended up being a perfect synchronization point for this question, because why is that? Why is Robin not supportive of the other wives' relationships with Cody? What's the angle there for her? Because it seems like she is upset by this and her relationship with Cody is being impacted by the negativity that they're all experiencing here.
3: But what's the angle
2: there? What's the play?
3: she's trying to keep the honeymoon alive that's what she's got to do you got to remove yourself from the drama you can't be too involved in what's going on with Cody's other relationships with his with his wives I was going to they're his sister wives but they might as well be at this point he hates him as much as his sister wife <laughs> I think the more you insert yourself into those relationships the more Cody has to hold against you in the future Although, let's remember, this is a man who claims he does not keep grudges. He does not hold them. No grudge zone in the Cody Brown household.
2: I think it's more of an angle where Robin's just waiting for the ship to sink finally here. Just like the rest of us. That's the reason why we all stuck around. Robin's been picking them off one by one here. Because we started with Mary. First they came for Mary, and I said nothing. (laughs) And then they came for Christine, and I said nothing. And now... Janelle knows she's in shark infested waters and she has to make it abundantly clear. No, no, no. I'm still here for the polygamy thing. That is what I'm signed up for. And I'm interested in maintaining that.
3: You see, this is where I think Janelle can outmaneuver her because Janelle is a no drama zone. She does not get involved in those problems. So whereas Mary and Christine had a lot of problems, issues, drama circling them and their relationship with Cody. Janelle tries not to go there.
2: Janelle does push back, though. She'll stand her ground. So that's enough of an edge for Robin to work her way in there. I'm sure she'll think up something. Give her enough time and she'll find something there. We'll keep that in mind as we go through the recap for the rest of this episode. There were a couple of examples, a few good points that came up where it's like, really? You're trying to say that you're defending the other people's relationships here? But that is... Not really the case. That doesn't seem to be the circumstance that we're in anymore. So thank you again, Jen, one of our lovely legal wives on Patreon for sending that message.
3: All right, let's get this pony in the water then.
2: All right, so as it turns out, Christine and Cody are divorced. They're completely separated. Did you know this?
3: (laughs) Next time you make your shocking bombshell something that you promote in the description of your tell-all, Make sure that you don't have the people on the show publicly announce the shocking bombshell before you even start press for the new season.
2: Well, then they opened the episode with this,
3: too. So this is
2: the bombshell for this episode.
3: I mean, I guess for people who aren't us, who aren't the listeners of this podcast, who just watch the show and don't read anything that's going on revolving these people online... If you live under a rock, this would have been surprising. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. They
2: said that at the end of episode two. That's not the bombshell then. We've already established that. Then
3: what was it? I don't
2: know. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to figure out. If you opened with this, what is the bombshell?
3: I don't know. Let's see if we can figure it out as we go along. All right. Cody says he's angry, but not just angry. He's also grieving.
2: Sort of like Janelle this season and Robin, as we came to find out.
3: But there's a silver lining to this. He thinks that both he and the family, quite frankly, are going to be relieved in the long run. They're
2: going to be moving on. They're going to have a good life. They're going to both find their own happiness. It's going to be good. And I think from the Robin perspective, it's a one down, two to go type of a positive reaction for her.
3: Although on the couch, she just does a little laugh. It's kind of like a, a scoff. She thinks that this was just such a waste because there were two functioning people who could have worked it out and Christine didn't even try to fix it.
2: Right, because why is giving up an option if you haven't actually tried to fix it? And then even Robin has to turn on the acting muscles here and flex a little bit. She's punching the couch while gently (laughs) slapping the armrest there. That was a nice touch. She's just really playing it up.
3: She's working with a little physical comedy now.
2: Right, yeah trying to maneuver it into the act
3: (laughs) and making it about herself she is frustrated at christine's choice because christine was supposed to be part of the big picture of robin's life and she wanted to have a close relationship with her for years
2: right babysitter caretaker homeschool teacher any of those roles she was really counting on that
3: what did you think about her saying christine didn't even try especially as a divorced woman herself
2: I think it's really unfair for Robin to compare her divorce to Christine's divorce because, again, Robin's marriage didn't even last 10 years, whereas Christine's been suffering for 27. So this is a different dynamic here, and it's hard to compare the two. And I get that it always has to come back to Robin because, God forbid, we forget about her feelings for more than two seconds. We got to bring it home.
3: It just made me think about the many, many times throughout this series that we saw Christine have a conversation with Cody where she asked him either to do better, to spend more time with her, or with her family, or asked to spend her alone time with Cody going to counseling rather than going on a vacation together.
2: Well, even Janelle points that out later on this episode. The same episode that this claim is coming up where they have tried, to. The- Hundreds of times going to therapy and trying to make this work. And sometimes it just doesn't work out.
3: I could see Robin giving Cody a really hard time about the divorce because I don't think that he can really explain it. Like The narcissist in him can't explain why Christine left because he won't allow himself to be accountable in any way. So Robin feels like there's no explanation, which means Christine didn't try.
2: I think this is just going to be bad news for everybody else, too, because like you were saying, Christine was the one who was always calling Cody out to say, hey, you need to do better. You need to step it up. And I feel like the other wives kind of go through that in their own relationships, saying, hey, I need more time with you. I need this. I need that. But never as the whole of like, you can do this. Be the polygamous man that we married you to be and step it up, because that's usually what her request was more often than not, was just, you need to step it up. And I feel like her request was always universally for everyone. And so now, without that response coming back, Mary doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's just going to be Janelle and Robin.
3: Speaking of Mary, she's just trying to wrap her head around the situation because it doesn't make sense to her.
2: It's just, it's all really new territory for Mary. She doesn't know what that's like. The end of a marriage? irreconcilable differences? What is that? What is that like?
3: Do you think anybody told her before the public announcement was made?
2: She was just finding out, all of the clips that she watched, she was like, are you kidding me? This is insane.
3: Mary being out of the Brown family loop is one of my favorite jokes of the entire season.
2: That's definitely season 16 fodder for sure. From the Mary experience, where just no idea what's going on completely quarantined at her house not even receiving text messages there's no signal out there she's just at a complete loss and is stunned by all of this information maybe that's why it was a bombshell because they asked (laughs) Mary she was like ah wow I am shell-shocked by this information
3: Suki asked Christine about making the decision obviously it was very hard and she said you know what I just had to put myself first instead of deciding that this was a selfish thing that I was doing to leave, knowing I was going to be impacting all of these people's lives. Sorry. Did it for 27 years. Done. Cross it off the list. Cross
2: it off the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not working anymore, too. So you got to do you sometimes. And I like where Suki then steers the conversation. So she's about to begin a hard line of questioning for Cody, but she's going to dumb it down to his level. She throws in a few sitting there's to make him comfortable, make it familiar, make it seem like it's just a question that Robin's asking him at dinner or something, you know?
3: Is it hard for him to sit there and question his polygamy?
2: And he hears a sit there, and so he responds back with a sit in there. Yes, I'm sitting here feeling like I've been called to this higher standard and it's difficult, and I know that there's other people that are doing it better than me.
3: But maybe they're not. But
2: maybe it's God's fault.
3: Did you like how he couldn't let his ego go there to believe that he could possibly be that bad at polygamy? It must actually be that everyone else is just miserable, too.
2: And they just hide it better, according to Cody's standards, from what he thinks. So then we go into a nice clip of Cody being cynical about plural marriage. And this is season 15 footage, again, friendly reminder, at the end of this season 16 tell-all. We're still recapping season 15 footage.
3: Why not? Why not one house?
2: But that sums it up big time for where Cody is today.
3: We see him talk about how he doesn't want to advocate for plural marriage anymore. It's a waste of time. This family is an obstacle to my own goals. And then he defends the clips and says, that's exactly how I feel to this day. And what upsets him the most is when his wives are shitty to one another. That's really what makes him have this negative... View of polygamy.
2: And the biggest wake up call that was when they moved to Flagstaff because Cody realized if he wasn't here, it'd all be over. None of these people would stay together without him. He's the glue that's holding this whole thing together.
3: I like that that's what he got out of it when what actually happened was people wanted to get away from him. And so someone left in order to do so. Well,
2: even that, yeah, it's like you get a little bit of space in this family and you start to realize it's not so bad.
3: Man, life's easy without Cody.
2: This is getting a lot simpler. My life is not as complex as it was a few months ago.
3: I personally loved the footage of Mary saying she doesn't even know who that man is. He's not Cody in reaction to all of those clips. And I'm really wondering, should someone call a doctor at this point? Maybe should we intervene? Something seems to be going wrong in Cody's mind.
2: Well, you take on that amount of load for that length of time Something's got to give. But Cody doesn't want to try anymore. That's basically the message that he begins to convey to his wives and the rest of the family. And so at this point, Christine was kind of teetering on the edge there. So if Cody doesn't want to do this anymore, he doesn't want to try. He doesn't want to make an effort. Why should she continue to make an effort and try?
3: She's learned the lesson that Mary has not.
2: And Mary's never going to learn that lesson. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen.
3: Now Cody tries to pivot because he's got to make someone else into the villain. So he tries to throw Christine under the bus for struggling with plural marriage behind closed doors, but then declaring it to be the best thing ever in public.
2: So is that the only reason why Cody was having an existential crisis about polygamy in season 15 was so that he can say that he publicly denounced polygamy so his struggles are more valid because he wasn't living that dual life that he accuses Christine of living?
3: I don't know, because how is he going to, in one breath, say that he still feels that way to this very moment, but then in another breath, shit on Christine for doing essentially the same thing?
2: And I don't think that Christine was even down talking polygamy in general at those times. She was speaking positively to polygamy. She was speaking negatively to you, Cody Brown. She doesn't hate polygamy. She hates you. (laughs) She hates being married to you.
3: Right. I think it's unfair to say that she was essentially living two different lives, one in public and one in private, when Christine's experience with polygamy is more than just her marriage to Cody. She grew up in polygamy. Her family is a very long line of polygamist families. So to say that that was indicative of her entire stance on plural marriage, I think is a bit unfair, but this is Cody. So he is unfair.
2: Right. Because then the other point too, being that polygamy for Christine was different in experience than what her expectations were. The problem was you are not fulfilling those expectations that she had. So that's where the struggle is. That's where the conflict is.
3: Suki does ask a question that many people have been asking across the interwebs is Christine going to explore plural marriage again and the answer is no she is done with it it's not for her anymore and then we get to hear a little bit about Christine's version of God which I really enjoyed
2: it was really funny to see yeah her her take on God here because religion's so big with that concept of Who God is in in those times. So just to see a glimpse of her version of God, it was very telling of her where it was like, nah, you good, baby. (laughs) Check that off the list and and go on. Do you now?
3: You did it. Go on.
2: You did it. You don't have to do it again. You did good. (laughs) Don't worry. It's okay. And then this is again where Janelle has to double down. No, yes, I am sticking with polygamy in case we cut out the answer from the last episode. Or any of the conversations that I have with Robin this season. Yes, polygamy is a big deal for me. But it doesn't even matter to her at this point, I don't think. Because her kids are raised. She got what she needed out of that. And she's got her greenhouses now. And that's all that matters.
3: You mean the grow houses?
2: The grow op (laughs) is flourishing soon.
3: Robin tells us that this kind of thing happens in their community all the time. Where a man will leave all of his wives... And she did not want to say the next part or all but one. That happens. It's not an anomaly.
2: I mean, I've heard that this is a circumstance that does take place from time to time, occasionally.
3: So we're questioning who's going to stay, who's not going to stay. Why do people stay? And Cody says he doesn't know if it's about love, if it's about determination or commitment. And in fact, he knows he's got a couple of wives who've got a foot out the door. And since we're down to three... It's pretty easy to identify who we're talking about. It's Mary and Janelle.
2: Well, Mary more so than Janelle, because that one's dead in the water, if you ask me. But I thought it was interesting. There was a brief moment of reflection from Cody directly here, where he was thinking back 12 years ago, which is a very specific timeline, I think.
3: What a coincidence. Hmm.
2: What else coincided with 12 years ago? Maybe they started filming... And maybe somebody was joining the family at that time, courting. Her name's Robin. As Robin joined the family and she ruined everything. But to see him kind of reflect in that moment where Christine came to him at that time and said, I'm really struggling. I'm having a very difficult time with this. Polygamy's not for me. It's not working great. And he responded in a way that was not empathetic at all. That is his big regret. Because Christine was basically drowning at that point, and he couldn't even understand where she was coming from. But now he knows the struggles of polygamy. So since he's experienced it, he can understand that she's struggling with it. He's not just brushing things aside anymore. But would he react empathetically now if she brought something up to him?
3: Absolutely not.
2: I guess we'll never know, (laughs) is the way that he left that. So at least it was a lesson learned. We can take that with us.
3: underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We're getting into more questions about Christine, so Sukanya asks Cody to do some quick breathing exercises before they show him some clips. <laughs> Which I thought was funny because they must have known he was teetering on the point of walking off the stage or something.
2: Well, I think they knew what clip they were going to bring up here, (laughs) along with yeah the mix up of the move to Utah, the bait and switch conversation, and then Christine fires off a couple of shots here. So I think they knew what they had in the hopper, and so they had to kind of prepare him for it.
3: You're referring to the clip where Christine calls Cody an ass for being stoic? Yeah, and you could
2: tell Cody got a little fired up from that reaction there in the little thumbnail down to the bottom left. You you could see him kind of shifting his seat, and uh, he didn't like that, not one bit. <laughs> but talk about stoic. Robin was stoic watching this footage. If you see her thumbnails, every single clip, she was just staring into the abyss.
3: Like a fucking robot. What was that about? Of there.
2: Yeah, she just zoned out. <laughs> she tapped into the uh, Cody Brown shining stare. A little bit at one point.
3: Cody didn't know that Christine was saying she didn't want to be married to him anymore until he saw in the season 15 finale. But he's also heard rumors from the kids about her wanting to leave. But Christine never told him herself until she said, I'm leaving.
2: Yeah, man, that's kind of how this works. We show you footage and you haven't seen it yet. And (laughs) then you hear stuff and you react to it. So now that Cody's pissed, let's ask him some more questions.
3: (laughs) His interpretation is that Christine is just being petty. Thank you for that deep analysis of the situation. I I just don't understand how he can say that
2: he's so in the dark about Christine wanting to leave when she's been talking about it for 12 years. How can you be clueless on that? And it's not that you didn't hear her. He knew. I just don't think he ever took it seriously. He never thought that she would leave.
3: Well, why would you when you have Mary... As your example, nothing he has done has been able to deter Mary from staying in this family.
2: So this is where Robin has to chime in with her take where she didn't realize that not moving to Utah was going to be the last straw for Christine. Had she known that, she might have eased up on the, well, she might have talked to Cody or, uh, well, she doesn't like to intervene in other people's relationships, but maybe she could have done something.
3: Why does she still think that the move to Utah was the nail in the coffin? Because it was not. She hung in there past that. Remember the one thing that nobody has talked about this entire tell-all, which was that Christine had to take her daughter who was in terrible pain to go have a horrific surgery by herself while Cody stayed home. And then she came home and he still didn't come to her house. And you had a nanny at your house who gave everyone covid while he was blaming the family for being the ones who were being unsafe during COVID. And then he didn't want to do anything in the bedroom anymore. And that's not okay with our Freaky Bish.
2: No, yeah, because that was the final straw, I think, was the loveless, intimacy-free marriage. And having that confirmed, that was what did it. It wasn't the move to Utah.
3: Right. She saw herself slowly being pushed down the merry path. And when the intimacy thing came up, she knew that was it. This is Cody's Dennis system. And he is at the last point in the system right now.
2: And this is where he starts to catch some parallels too. There's a few times in this episode where Cody is talking about Christine, but he says something where I swear I've heard him describe Mary in that way or his relationship or things that he's felt. And he's talking about Christine, but it's literally a description of his relationship with Mary. And I think in Cody's mind, he has good wives and he has bad wives and that's all he has. So if you're a bad wife to him, you're dropped into the bucket and then anything bad that he feels, it's your fault. And he'll twist and turn and come up with reasons why you are responsible for making him feel that way.
3: Yes. He definitely suffers from black and white thinking.
2: When he... (laughs) (laughs) Cause he talks about it in this segment here. He's talking about how he tried so hard for the past 12 years to make Christine happy and how that was such a burden for him. That was something that he's talked about with Mary before with her indecision and with her jealousy and everything that goes around that too. It's all these burdens that are on Cody. And it's like, I don't know how else to explain this to you, man. That's, the struggle of being in the relationship, I suppose. And if you had other ways of being considerate and thoughtful in those ways, you might be able to navigate that a little bit
3: better. Did Cody try to fix it and make Christine happy, though? Or was it more so that he just tried to convince her that her life was amazing and that she was wrong to be complaining? He
2: just said that he did not validate her when she would come to him and complain all that time ago. He wasn't empathetic, admittedly. So if he's just pointing things out and saying, look at all this stuff that you should be happy about, that's not trying to make her happy. That's emotionally battering her and kicking her while she's down.
3: Cody seemed to think that if he gave Christine a roof over her head, some beautiful children... That she should be happy and just like shrug off the lack of support that he was able to provide emotionally and then ultimately physically.
2: (laughs) So that brings us to the mountain because Mary's pointing to the mountains and she didn't even fully realize because, again, this is her first time watching this footage back. She didn't know anybody's emotional state at that point. She thought that Christine was just frustrated. She didn't see how far along down the divorce path Christine had navigated here. And she's just trying to tell her all these encouraging brainwashed theories at the end of season 15 that were hard to watch and hard to listen to at the time when they aired. And now looking back on them with the current context, it's even harder.
3: Did you like Robin's take on that entire footage package as well? That She was upset that she was just sitting there in a chair talking to Cody and Janelle on the sidelines while Mary and Christine were having this big conversation and Christine was declaring that she didn't want to be in her marriage with Cody anymore and she was just sitting there and didn't know. Because it's all going to
2: plan. You're on (laughs) autopilot now. Just letting it run its course here because I just love how it was a complete backfire where Mary was trying to say these things that she thought were uplifting, that she thought was encouraging, but it was actually this debilitating, crippling advice that she was giving Christine, where Christine then clicked and realized, I can't stay here. Oh, I don't want to be you. It was the exact (laughs) opposite of the intention because Mary wasn't trying to say, get out. It wasn't that part of the movie where Christine had fallen to the sunken place. But I mean, kind of in that way, that was the response.
3: So this is the perfect time to cut to some past footage of Cody and Christine's relationship throughout the years. We have a clip of them at therapy where Cody's telling Christine that she just needs to honor the whole family and then she'll maybe have his love. And then we get footage of them fighting. Just it was a a chef's kiss of a a package that we got to watch.
2: Yeah, it was the road trips, therapy and fights. Just some great solid memories (laughs) to compile right there real quick. And again, yeah, I don't know how Cody was able to just be so lucky to dodge all the questions about Isabel's surgery, this entire tell-all. So they really honed in on him and Christine's relationship, but I don't know how they let him get away without addressing any of that for the actual final footage across three episodes.
3: And the nanny. We never talked about the nanny again either.
2: We didn't get any input from any of the adult children, the kids, to see what their stance was on any of this. It was all adult drama. It was all Cody and Christine by the end of this.
3: And this is when Cody claims that it was just a bad match. Look, at the end of the day, let's call it what it was. We got married. We courted for a short period of time, and it just turned out that we were mismatched. Something that he has also said about Mary.
2: That was the Mary echo again, just chalking it up to just a bad match.
3: He's doing that to shrug any responsibility. We just weren't compatible. Not that I didn't try to work on the relationship, that I wasn't able to provide the emotional support that she needed. Nothing like that. Just it was not a good match. We didn't really know each other.
2: You see, I guess Mary tricked him though so that was a little bit more cunning i suppose from her side from cody's experience maybe that was it but i swear yeah he has said that exact same thing where bad match call it what it is after a year though he thought that he had moved past that because christine was great but i guess he didn't say that about mary at any point though so i guess (laughs) it's not exactly the same but he could still look back fondly because he did love christine for a good 10 to 12 years After she fixed Janelle and Mary. And that was great because then Christine had value. She had earned her place at the head table.
3: She came into the family. She was upbeat and bright. She was the go-to gal, if you will.
2: Oh, wow. She was agreeable. (laughs) She did not have any human emotional needs of her own. So she was, by Cody's standard, the perfect wife.
3: And that was all okay until one day it wasn't.
2: Because Cody had to go get some strange and blow up this whole scenario.
3: (laughs) That was not where I was going with that.
2: Oh, that's what I, (laughs) that's where I was at.
3: Is that what happened? I was referring to the conversation with her dad where he asked, when are you going to start saying no to stuff? You say yes to everything. And Christine just woke up the next day and decided, I'm going to say no to things. And that's when Cody started to hate her.
2: As soon as there was any resistance or thought for her own well-being, that was when Cody withdrew his support for her and could not continue this loving relationship.
3: I wish that they dug into that a little bit more. Cody didn't get asked any any hard questions around that.
2: Yeah, like why was it so conditional?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Why was that okay?
3: What were the things that he wanted her to continue to do that she said no to?
2: Well, it was all things that he ended up saying fell to Robin's plate and her responsibilities.
3: I think we're still waiting to see that plate.
2: But then I think, yeah, but then I think she hired a nanny and covered a lot of that. (laughs) So we're just passing the buck. We're just moving it around.
3: Suki's trying to get Christina to talk a little bit about the therapy she's been through, which is good to know that she has done some therapy coming out of this situation. I hope that they're not just referring to the therapy they did on the show. Which was a joke. Yeah. But she was shocked by the things that Cody talked about in therapy. That there were things that he held on to for so long. She could not believe how long he held a grudge.
2: This is where we come to find out Cody doesn't hold grudges by his own account. He knows better than anyone. And anyone who tells you he does is a liar.
3: (laughs) This would have been a perfect opportunity to do the picture in picture where we have someone reacting to the footage, I would have liked to have watched Mary see Cody say he does not hold a grudge because I'm pretty sure Mary is exhibit A to Cody holding grudges. Yeah,
2: and she would have done that Sour Patch Kid's face that she does sometimes (laughs) for a little wince, a head turn, frowny face.
3: Cody doesn't want to address the fact that Christine said things turned when she started saying no. So we didn't get very far there. And this is when we get I guess the equivalent to a walk off. We were almost there. It was a shutdown. And Cody says, Look, Suki, I don't want to talk about Christine anymore.
2: And Suki's like looking at her notes and she's well, that's unfortunate because as it turns out, all of my remaining questions are about Christine. So <laughs> uh what else would we like to talk about? I don't know. I'm gonna have to write some more questions down, I think. So we'll be back and we'll, we'll take a little break.
3: About twenty minutes. <laughs>
2: So, the next clip we hone in on is lack of intimacy. It's the hold the door, the ho door conversation.
3: <laughs> we see all the footage of Christine on the bed talking about being punished for being a bad sister wife and Cody having other options for intimacy, but it's not the same for her. And Cody watches the footage and he kind of picks his nails a bit. He's very nonchalant about it. And my favorite was Christine's reaction because we get to see her eyes light up at the footage of Cody saying being kicked out of the house was somewhat of a relief.
2: That was the smile. And the other one, too, she had a a lovely reaction when Cody was opining in the garage about all of the boxes that I've been moved out of my house, but I don't know why. And Christine flashed an eyebrow at that, too. (laughs) So it was, she had the best reactions from this clip sequence. Absolutely.
3: And Christine tells Suki that Cody said they probably wouldn't ever have an intimate marriage again.
2: Intimate? <laughs> yes,
3: as we know. An intimate. The intimate. Ooh, is not it, it an intimate's marriage?
2: Intimate's marriage.
3: I'm, I'm into that marriage. The
2: chocolate devils, chocolate <laughs> frosted devils right on the end cap there. They just fall into your cart. It happens.
3: But lo and behold, Cody did not see it that way. (laughs) He put up the door because it needed to be done. There's someone else who needed to be done, but he didn't take care of that.
2: Well, that wasn't on the honey-do list.
3: (laughs) And he claims he never said, no, we're not going to be intimate ever again.
2: He shook his head, but what does that mean? (laughs) He didn't say no. He just shook his head.
3: Man, he's really cutting hairs here.
2: (laughs) Or maybe he didn't say no. He shrugged. He shrugged, but he didn't verbalize it.
3: The truth is, he just wanted Christine to address the rumors coming from the kids about leaving. Which kids? Ooh, good question.
2: I didn't really have a formulated opinion, and then I read a few, and I was like, I could see that. Okay,
3: yeah. tell me what you think. Because- Aspen. Oh, okay.
2: I could see Aspen doing it as like a call to attention of-
3: You got to take this seriously. You got to
2: take this seriously, and he didn't.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad that that intervening really helped. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Other people speculated to Gabe and Garrison, maybe.
3: I don't know if they would get involved.
2: Because they're, they are close with Christine.
3: Mm-hmm. I just don't know if speaking on behalf of another mom would be something that they, well, all right, maybe I take that back. Well,
2: Gabe has said, yeah, that Christine was basically, she was mom.
3: Who knows? I wish that he would have told us who it was, but... He also did see the clip of what happened in season 15, so it's not like he didn't know this information already. It was
2: just weird to get this two-sided approach to the conversation that we don't have footage of, unfortunately, so we can't actually compare and, and dig deep into what was said or what was left unsaid. But we do have Christine's side of the story, and then we have Cody's side of the story, And it seems like it was two very different conversations. But a lot of the things that were said, we can agree on what was said. It was just the understanding and what we walked away with as far as the decision that was made as part of that conversation. That's where we have the miscommunication.
3: I think it goes back to the way that they communicate, which is to be very vague, not address issues head on. And Cody even kind of talks about that by saying he didn't bring up the real issue with Christine, which was the rumors about her leaving, because of FOMO, fear of missing out.
2: <laughs> what? That doesn't even make sense as a reason. What are you talking about? Fear of missing out of what? What?
3: <laughs> I don't know. He tries to explain that he didn't want her. He didn't want to talk about leaving because then maybe she would leave. I don't know what it has to do with FOMO. That does,
2: that's not FOMO. <laughs> that's not FOMO. That might be YOLO. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
3: So that's why he didn't bring it up. Makes perfect sense.
2: Cody still claims that Christine's version of the conversation never actually took place. So that's where we still have this disconnect. And he didn't want her to feel the these things that she felt and, and have that take away from their conversation. But Suki was even asking, she's like, well, didn't you say that to her then? Didn't you tell her I don't want you to leave? And it's like, no, no, I didn't do that.
3: Do you think it would have helped?
2: (laughs) I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas is basically what the approach was.
3: Yeah, it's funny that Christine has to bear the burden in Robin's mind of being the one who didn't try when Cody didn't even say don't leave.
2: Please don't go because I don't want you to go.
3: Intimacy has been a problem for a long time in this marriage. Christine knew at the very beginning of things that Cody wasn't attracted to her. You know, cut back to the chili cheese nacho story. But things got better. She thought everything was okay. And then Cody just told her that he didn't want to have an intimate marriage anymore.
2: Well, this is where we get to a weird part of the episode where everything just goes on to warp speed. And we're just cycling through basically all the different clips that they just couldn't fit into anywhere in the rest of these three episodes. So they just jumbled them all at the end here. And this is our last run to land the plane for season 16, The Tell All.
3: (laughs) None of the dots connect. There's not a fluid story here, so buckle up.
2: Yeah, we're just firing off random points. (laughs) Here's a sound bite. Here's a sound clip. Here's something that I thought about and I said one time.
3: You know, like Cody has friends who sleep on couches, which I thought was interesting. They sleep separately on the couch. Why not in separate beds? This is a long-term Situation in your marriage, why are you sleeping on the couch?
2: Maybe it's a comfy couch. (laughs) Can't knock a comfy couch. (laughs) Usually a couch is good for a good nap. You can zonk out pretty hard on a comfy couch. But if you're doing a nightly stand on there, I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think you're going to be able to sustain that level of comfort on a couch.
3: You're going to have back problems, which maybe helps with the intimacy thing. It
2: adds an excuse, an extra (laughs) layer.
3: Cody just thought that Christine was going to ask to go to counseling again.
2: That's kind of their thing now. (laughs) I thought we were just going to talk about it in therapy. I was going to keep ignoring everything that we brought up, not apply any of our learnings or do any of the exercises and just keep doing what I'm doing until she asked me to go to therapy again.
0: That
3: was the plan, ideally.
2: (laughs) But did you like he tried to play it off like he was the victim to Suki? When he was moved out of the house without his knowledge, but she had to call him out on it too. She was like, wait, but didn't you talk about being relieved at one point when you were standing there with all the boxes? How is that a victim mentality that's happening there when you're flexing on us in your self shot footage that you recorded of yourself talking in that moment?
3: He's just really trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink right now. Any excuse that he can't. He even talks about how intimacy started to feel like it was a duty. Something that he had to do. That he didn't want to do.
2: (laughs) Duty. But, yeah, Cody might not have the emotional tools to work on this. But, man, he is an emotional tool. (laughs) He's a bit of a jumbled mess here. A lot of his ramblings are not very coherent at this stage of the episode. The timeline and his reasonings are all over the place. He's talking about shit from... Today. He's talking about shit from 10 years ago. What it all boils down to is it's always Christine's fault.
3: Correct. And in fact, Christine took no accountability ever for herself and her actions, (laughs) which is rich coming from him. But things are going great for Christine. She doesn't regret kicking him out of her bedroom. If he didn't want to be there, she didn't want him there anymore. Simple as that. So now we try to talk about the future because we got to wrap this up and we've got about three minutes left. Cody wishes that Christine gets married again and that she has a wonderful relationship and is happy.
2: I hope she can understand the misery of monogamy as (laughs) I do.
3: (laughs) And then I loved Christine's answer because it was such a counter to what Cody said, which was that she is, she's dating herself, trying to figure out this new awesome life, which really is the ultimate revenge to a man who thinks that her only road to happiness is to marry someone again.
2: Yeah, he went right to that. And it's like, dude, no, that was not the point at all. You missed it. And who else missed it? Because Robin comes rolling in like Eeyore here at the end of the episode. Well, we're still one big happy family.
3: She was really convincing about that, wasn't she?
2: And it'll just get bigger when Christine finally finds someone who loves her.
3: (laughs) Maybe Robin can give Christine some dating advice. Maybe some things that she's found on Pinterest. Maybe she can create a Christine dating board. She
2: can make a board. Right. Yeah. But you have to look at it under her new handle on Pinterest, which is Roby (laughs) Brow 5. Because the jokes just write themselves, guys. She actually put Brow in her account name.
3: <laughs> you got to read us the description because it has changed.
2: She's updated. Yeah, because she can't quit your Pinterest. She can't delete all these boards. There's a whole lifeline and a storyline here. But she did update. She's not the COO of her own business anymore. She's not great at business. I am very blessed. God is my source. I love being a woman, a wife, and a mom.
3: There you go. Simple as that. (laughs) I love hiring nannies. (laughs) I don't love being a sister wife.
2: (laughs) I I won't need to be a sister wife soon enough.
3: (laughs) (sighs) All right. And Janelle is confused because she has more than one text thread on her phone now. So she's really got to pay attention To who she's texting what?
2: Oh, man. And you know there's going to be some new group texts about conversations about the property. We're going to have to revisit the one biggie housey conversation because Christine was the sole advocate in the no territory there. So, you know, we're going to have another brainstorming sesh. Why? Why not?
3: I cannot wait for the episode where Cody feels like Christine is robbing him by asking for her share of Coyote Pass back in cash.
2: We'll be here for it, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get some footage of it in season 17, hopefully. But Christine seems happier. Can't knock her for that. Seems to be doing better. You hear that, Mary? I know you're listening. You too, Janelle. Keep it in the back of your minds.
3: And Cody, he is just grieving his bitch ex-wife, who's a self-serving hypocrite, who lacks accountability and isn't attractive.
2: Well, there you have it. Yeah, <laughs> Well, because then what was the ending to this tell-all here? Was Christine no Gertz <laughs> And what would you have told past Christine? I don't know. Okay, that's what we're going to end it on? What was this ending? This The ending was like a phone call with a four-year-old child <laughs> where they're telling you a story, and it's just like, okay, thank you for sharing that. It's just dead air, and then they hang up. <laughs> the, <laughs> It's over. There's no goodbye. There's no wrap up. No. See you next season. It's just the last kick in the crotch to round out a whole season of crotch kickings.
3: We also had like a Soprano situation where the screen just goes back to the blue one on one tell all the card that's at the beginning. And it was like, what happened? Is it over? It's over. Did my TV stop working?
2: Rest easy. They did not upload the wrong file like they did for before the 90 days <laughs> to Discovery Plus. You watched the right thing.
3: That was just how it ended. It was like a fever dream.
2: It <laughs> must have been.
3: I felt like uh, maybe we needed a little Shakespeare to close this out.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, something to round this out, please.
3: If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended, that you have but slumbered here. While these visions did appear.
2: You're welcome.
3: Next episode, which reminder, is not next week, but the following week. And episode one of season seven. The Browns have a meeting with a potential investor for their jewelry line. Christine's daughter, McKelty, brings a boyfriend home. I wonder who it could be. Oh, my goodness. Lastly, Mary drops a bombshell that threatens to close.
2: It's what? (laughs) Hold on. Threatens to close the doors on my sister (laughs) wife's closet.
3: Lastly, Mary drops a bombshell that threatens her close relationship with one sister wife. Oh no,
2: which one? It's got to be Robin.
3: She only has one close relationship with a sister wife. There's no mystery. Yeah, there's
2: no others. Talk about bombshells. Comparing the bombshells, I guess we'll see how the season seven bombshells hold up.
3: Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple podcast or Spotify.
2: Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
3: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact, a crocodile
3: can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible,
0: budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.